You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, theatre fans, what's going on? Are you a small business owner or an entrepreneur that just needs a branding design or something like that for a new idea that you're working on? Well, I have a one-stop shop for you. This place will help you get a branding design together, marketing and Instagram templates right through to digital planning so you can stay on top of all your content and marketing strategies that you have in the works. And that is Simply Creative UK. Morgan is absolutely incredible. I have teamed up with her on a couple of my businesses already and I'm so excited for her to keep working on refreshing all my brands. I could go on and on, but you guys need to check this out for yourself. So make sure you're going to simplycreativeuk.com right now to find out what Morgan can do for you and your business. Come back, tell me all about your incredible experience and enjoy this episode. Hey, theatre fans, one and all, welcome back to the We Are Theatre podcast. And today we are talking about a new show coming to you folks over in the UK. I'm joined by Alex Phelps at the moment, soon to be joined by Will Barton. Um, Alex, hey, how are you going? I'm going very well. How are you, Josh? You're right. I am really excited to talk about this show. I've been watching the preview video, the teaser video over and over again. And it's just really <laughs> yeah. grabbed my attention and I'm like really ready to rip the band-aid off and find out what's actually going on. So for those of you that haven't figured it out already, we are talking about When Darkness Falls, which is opening later this month at the Park Theatre. Um, Alex, do you want to give us a quick insight into your character um, for this show? Yeah, of course. So um, I play a character called The Speaker, and he uh, arrives on the island of Guernsey where the play is set. Um, which is just a small island in the Channel Islands of the UK and and not too far from France either. And he arrives on the island with five stories that he has to tell. Um, and I don't want to give too much away about the reasoning why he has to tell these stories, but ostensibly the entire play is a ghost story and um, contains within it all the wonderful elements of thriller and horror um, and some comedy as well. So it com- it's combining all things as we go. Um, but, uh, ostensibly the speaker is a, a storyteller. Yeah. How good is that? Um, so both ghost stories and everything like that, how much research did you put into, um, your character and how did you research this type of thing, um, to kind of figure um, out how to portray this? Yeah. So, um, Research wise, it's I've done a, a, from my point of view, looking at my character, I've done an awful lot um, in, uh, in uh, sorry, Will has just arrived, by the way, Will has, uh, Will has popped in. Um, so uh, I looked into a lot of storytellers and how you go about about approaching a story. If we think, go you know, going back way back in time of how you would just gather around a campfire and people would tell not just necessarily scary stories, but stories of about all different types of things and the ways you can use the language to really enrich and activate the audience's imagination. What's really wonderful about the play is that it relies on a lot of simplicity within its theatrical nature. So therefore we ask the audience to join us as we try to describe to them the elements of what is happening within the, um, uh, within the, within the stories within the play. I, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> 100% made sense. And I'm, I'm just reading through the website at the moment and seeing 90 minutes, one act. Um, what type of roller coaster can people expect going in to see this show? 
I think you can expect everything. It's one of the the wonderful things about it is that um, it contains a few jumpy bits, a few moments of unexpected uh, scares. Um, you're going to be on the ride. I mean, we we've sort of been looking at all different types of of plays that have contained similar elements to it. So you have Andy Nyman's Ghost Stories, which has obviously been made into a, an incredible film. Um, you know, uh, you think about Woman in Black and the simplicity of that storytelling there. Yeah. And it always centers around the characters within it. So the, 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 the characters are driven by very clear motivations, which allows the audience to get on the roller coaster with us. And we're going to be going up and down, around, loop, loop, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm reading all the um, creative team notes and I'm seeing magic and illusion. Um, so <laughs> I'm uh, kind of excited to see what pops up on stage and how things are portrayed and give that kind of ghost feel. Um, we're, we're, we're absolutely blessed in a way to have an incredible magician called John Bullied, who is the magician's assistant on Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, perfect. Uh, he's done a lot of Doctor Who. Um, he's currently working on the RSC's production, trying to make an elephant disappear in less than two seconds. <laughs> And he's the mastermind behind all of the illusions and the magic that happen in our show. And the beauty of it starting out in the park theatre is that we're in a very closed, intimate space. Yeah. And so the illusions that come across happen right in front of the audience's eyes. And there's no escaping um, the things that happen to them. And um, it, it, it's really wonderfully worked out so that we're able to take you into the world and the magic is so solid to just enable the audience to, to use their um, imaginations. I, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just while we're waiting for Will to jump in rehearsing this show, um, have you guys, were you guys affected by COVID at all? Or was this a post COVID kind of production? For you guys? Well, what's funny is, is that we started it, it, conversations was, would started in January, 2020, which is when I, um, did a research and development with the team behind the show at the moment. Cool. Um, and we were originally meant to, uh, obviously had the world not, um, you know, one thing and another, <laughs> um, had the world not stopped rotating, yeah. then I imagine it would have gone on last year. But um, we were due to uh, open at a different theatre in October last year, and then we had the announcement that we would be locked down again. So we were hit by that. Um, and then there was an original plan to maybe open in January, February this year, but we had another lockdown. Yeah. Um, and so slowly theatres have come back open and now we're, we're able to take that step. But the theatre is working in a socially distanced way. We're at 60% capacity so that the audience feels safe because it is an intimate theatre. Yeah. It's important that we still maintain that social distancing level. Um, and in rehearsals, we're trying to be as safe as possible with it as well. Yeah, perfect. And we've just had Will join us. Hi, Will. How are you going? Hi, sorry about that. Uh, my um, bicycle chain came off on the way, so I've got oil all over my fingers. Hi. Real world things, guys. This is what we're showing. Um, Will, do you just want to quickly run us through your character in the show? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, I play John Blondel. Um, he's, uh, he's from Guernsey and... Sorry, it's repeating me this now. And and he's um, a historian who was a journalist. He's got his own vlog. He's a bit nerdy, a bit geeky. And he's possibly haunted by things from the past. And it's all about the connection with the speaker who, um, come, who comes 
uh, into seeing and what develops from there <laughs> without giving too much away. That is so good. So getting um, to obviously sit with this script over time, um, with lockdowns and things supposed to happen and not, has your kind of interpretation of the text evolved during that time going from rehearsal period to rehearsal period? Like, have you guys found different things through this period of time? Um, no, it's a difficult one to ask. Because each time we were about to start, it was it was stopped because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, so the only new new lines, uh, new scenes have come since we um, started rehearsing, actually. Um, the, the, the strange who comes in is a bit weird. And I, I, I had this idea, but I'm not sure we're going to do it, where um, I go to shake his hand, it says in the script, he doesn't shake my hand. And then maybe my character thinks, ah, he does the arm, the, the elbow to elbow, <laughs> I think. Uh, but then he, he doesn't do that as well. So we're not sure if that's, that's going in yet, um, because... He is a bit unnerving, this character. But other than that, we're trying to avoid COVID because, you know, people have had enough of it, aren't they? So yeah. we, we want a bit of escapism, a, an amazing ghost story, something that's chilling, something that's, that's funny and then scary. It's getting those juxtapositions of humour and fear. Yeah. As kind of um, literary people and people that take in art, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you guys yeah. sit in the horror, thriller kind of genre is it something you would lean more towards or is this something out of both of your depths well this is the first time i've ever been involved in a, a horror theater show uh, if i don't think even on tv i've done anything with horror so this is completely new to me uh and uh, um alex um is is someone that um says he jumps at anything but he's the one that's supposed to be making me jump in this so uh let, let's hope he doesn't get too scared as he's doing it but it's 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 pretty chilling I think, and in it, there will be screams from the audience. We anticipate as uh, visions suddenly appear from absolutely nowhere, thanks to John Bullitt's uh, amazing work, misdirection, things falling over, just when you're not expecting it. We go to sort of uh, having a really casual conversation, then out of that comes something really, really unexpected. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Move over, woman in black. Uh, you know, when darkness falls, it's on its way. <laughs> uh, being two weeks out from opening um obviously with the last year behind us what are you guys looking forward to most about having people in front of you and being able to perform this show um to a live audience go on alex i think that i mean that just the fact that we're able to say that we're in a building full of creative people who are all working towards building this incredible show to hopefully provoke a reaction from the audience is just wonderful isn't it i mean the idea that that theaters and um entertainment venues have been closed for the for the past 18 19 months year and a half where there hasn't been that outlet of expression and escapism that's probably so needed at the moment uh it's just going to be fantastic i don't think i've fully appreciated or anticipated the reaction of walking onto a stage and having people in the space with us, I, 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 I haven't, I haven't given that too much thought. I think possibly if I did, it'd be a little bit too overwhelming, and I might get a bit teary because I do, I, I have missed theatre. It's been um, a part of my life for for a long time, and I think it's going to be 
just really lovely to have uh, a, a huge amount of people all come together to experience stories. And I think, I mean, underneath it all, the play ultimately, if you get rid of all of the, the spooks and the scares and the, the jumps, it is a, a love letter to writing and yeah. about writing and telling stories. So it will be yeah. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. On the website, I, I've got it up in front of me right now and scrolling along the top is a line that I read and it just instantly hit me. History is a set of lies agreed upon. Is this a, a theme throughout the show? Uh, is this something that we unravel or is that just... I, I think it's our interpretation of, of, of our own personal histories rather than making any uh, political... It's not making a political statement, yeah. uh, really, I, I don't think, or the writer might disagree. But for me, it's about our interpretation of events that have gone in the past, what we admit to, what we regret, what we deny. Um, and so it's like my history, his history, where they collide, the interpretations of that, who's at fault, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Breaking down the text, obviously, going with that mindset, has there been a lot of like personal revelation as actors going through this process and getting into the characters? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Over to you, Alex. No. I knew you were going to do that, Will. I knew you were no, going to do sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. Um, um, has there been? I think. I mean, like Will, I have never. I've never been involved in any kind of horror or thriller. So this is a, a completely unique experience for me as well. We're both learning as we go, um, and I am, by my nature, incredibly jumpy. I jump at anything. Um, uh, <laughs> I opened. Uh, we were in rehearsals yesterday and i have a briefcase and i opened the pops of the briefcase and it made me jump um and um uh, i used to think oh god how 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 silly but in terms of where the character is from i think that i have learned an awful my character is from the island of stark which is a neighboring island and it's three miles by one and a half miles it's tiny the island and only 600 people live on it in 2021 but back in 1987, um, when um, uh, something happens to my character without trying to give too much away, um, it, he's, he's a very isolated person and he's very on his own. And I suppose you could take that into the context of what we've all just gone through as, as a collective, that kind of isolating, quarantined world. Yeah. Um, it's just really interesting to think about what to take what we have just gone through in the past year and inject it back into my character's past and try to interpret and use that in the present. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. I may have just rambled completely. That's completely yeah. fine. Um, getting into a room together, being this um, scene partner cast, um, just the two of you, and getting to discover that dynamic in a creative environment um, after such a long time away from things, what was that like for you guys to just be able to be creative and be in a room and let loose? It's, it's been it's been great, but you know we're, we're a week and a half into rehearsals. Um, we've got kind of two weeks to go. It's fantastic, but it's scary again. It's a two-hander. There's so much logistics, almost choreography in places where you've got to be in the right position. Uh, for things that are going to happen yeah. and it's merging all that and it's kind of exciting but a bit like the horror story scary we're, we're, we've got so much to do we're on our way uh, it's very exciting if it all comes together it's going to be great 
Um, we just need to make sure it does come together. And, um, you know, and this would be a great way of coming, uh, coming back in, into, into theatre, hopefully unforgettable. Yes, yeah, it's lovely to, to uh, it's just lovely to be sharing a space again and being able to do our job, which is to try and, uh, I hope, provide a bit of escapism for everybody that comes to see it. Yeah. Speaking of those people coming to see it, um, we've spoken about horror and the jumps and the scares and everything like that. For those people that are, those people that would turn away from this type of show, what would be your words of encouragement to get those people across the line just to come and see the show and give it a go? They're already booking, so it's looking good at the moment. The theatre's only selling 60% tickets at the moment. Well, hope They may well... As, as, as we hit the peak in the second week of August, of, of, of over the peak and come back, um, that, that they may be able to release some more tickets. But um, at the moment, it seems to be selling pretty well. So there's certainly enough people that want to come. But I would never say to somebody, um, you know, it's not for me to decide on whether people, uh, you know, with, with COVID are worried, how worried they are, what their situation is, who they're in touch with. It's got to be that personal choice, um, I think, in the end. It comes down to personal choice, and uh, I think we'll yeah. be all right with the audience. I, I, I agree, but I, and I also think that for those people who might not necessarily um, want to experience the, the jumps and the scares that we're, we're talking about, I think that ultimately uh, the play lives on the strength of the writing and the stories that are being told within the writing. Yeah. And... Um, you know, really, it's just gathering a group of people together and we tell them um, uh, some tales and uh, hopefully they can come along with that and enjoy it and um, enjoy the comedy moments in it and uh, um, and the fun. Join in the fun. Yeah. Um, I'm just reading on the website that the stories, many of which are based on true events. Is that true events a as per your character? Or is it true events in real like real world it's, it's historical events to do with the nazis occupation of guernsey and um things like that our, our characters aren't true but there was a, a great storm in 1987 in in england which was um the, the, it was it was quite funny at the time there was this um a news forecast oh sorry weather forecaster called michael fish uh who was uh, said we've had a i've had a a little letter from a, a woman in so-and-so where she lived saying that she's heard there's a storm coming on the way. Well, there isn't. This is on TV, says it. And then, lo and behold, trees uprooted, roofs taken off. Uh, she was right. The, the meteorologist uh, on TV was completely wrong. So, um, so there are events like that that are historical, that are relevant to the play. Yeah. Um, great storms. I mean, the, the 1987 storm was, was unbelievable, which I, I remember. Um, and seeing the trees across the road and the roofs off, and then historical things to do with the island, which are true, and Nazi occupation. Cool. So th there's a bit of everything in it for anyone. The, the history people that love that history side of things, the yeah. jump scare, just the theatre lovers at all. So it sounds like a very well-rounded show, and I, I wish I could fly <laughs> because, oh, my God, it sounds <laughs> amazing. Um now the show is open for two weeks. Is it two weeks? Yeah, two weeks in the Park Theatre, and then is setting out on a UK tour, um, so everyone around can get a hold of it. Um, as actors and getting to see this show before everybody else does, without giving too much away, what are your favourite parts of the show? Ooh, um, yeah, hard one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. 
I, I really like the. I, I like. I like the. Well, for me, I, I like um, the opening. I can get relaxed to get in, and then and then have the the arrival out the blue of the of of this chap who comes to to join me because it suddenly changes. So I love that change of dynamic from me being kind of pretty relaxed and chilled and uh, kind of funny and light to this guy coming in and changing the atmosphere of the room. And I remember from drama school, we had an exercise where you have to go in and change the atmosphere of the room, yeah. uh, you know, in any way that we can, whether it's through laughter or, you know, whatever. But um, yes, so that changes. Then we've got so many different stories and threads where we're different characters um, and then coming back to ourselves. Um, but, but there's so many great bits. Um, we really yeah. know once, once the show's up and running. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. I, I, I like the opening as well. I like, I do. I love watching Will make everybody laugh. It's really lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I almost don't want to come in because I just want the play to exist in this really lovely world. <laughs> yeah, but it's, then there's no story. It needs you to disrupt my life, Alex. No, no, you could just come on. You've got the one man show in your pocket. You could do it. You could do it. <laughs> I'd watch it. It's going to be a different yeah. show by the time you guys see it in two weeks. <laughs> it really will be. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, guys, that pretty much wraps us up for this episode um thank you so much for joining us i i'm really excited to chat more eventually about this show and um once things are up and running and we can reveal a little bit more once people have seen it that would be fantastic um but obviously this show is on guys at the park theater from august 18th to september 4th tickets are available now on whendarknessfalls.co.uk go check that out for all the information um or you can go to the Park Theatre website. Um, is there anything I missed, guys, or anything you guys want to add in for the listeners at home? Thank you for listening. How yeah. wonderful to be back listening to a podcast about theatre that's actually going to happen, isn't it great? Yeah. <laughs> so good yeah, to be yeah. talking about theatre that's going to be happening. Exactly. As well. like, um, what was, what, before we wrap up, let's go down another segue. Um, Theatre opening up, have you, is this your first experience of theatre being back or have you guys been out and being able to see shows since things have been back up and running? It's, it's my first one. Yep. Um, yes, I stopped just before I, I was doing a tour playing, playing Boris Johnson of all people, just before, <laughs> um, you know, absolutely, you know, playing in. Um, so, yeah, that, that was um, just before we stopped. And, um, uh, and then, no, I had tiny bits since then and jobs cancelled and then this stopped twice so this is the first theater since uh, since covid lockdown in march of 2020 and alex yes i i i was i was doing a a show which came to an end on march the 15th 2020 and then on march the 16th uh, all the theaters closed and uh, and shut down so this is my first one performing back and all of the nerves that come with that but it's uh, i went i it's not the first so I've uh, I will have seen I saw I got to see Ian McKellen play Hamlet in Windsor um, a couple of weeks ago, which was very lovely. Jealous. That sounds. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, guys, if we haven't sold you yet, make sure you check out the website for more info. I will be posting about it on all the social medias, so make sure you're checking out We Are Theatre. Check out Park Theatres as well. That's where everything's going on here, um, and make sure you get your tickets to see these guys because this sounds like an absolutely fantastic show. And go for me because I can't be there, which sucks. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> that is life right now. Um, Alex, Will, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. And we will see you guys next week with a brand new episode of the We Are Theatre podcast. Bye. Whoop, whoop.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 